We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Last Call podcast. I am your host, Nick Warner, and that's right. If you're hearing this, that means I have finally taken over. We are giving the people what they want. They wanted Aaron out. (laughs) I am in the hot seat now, and we're making this podcast better than ever. I'm just kidding. Say hi, Aaron. You're still here. Howdy. How does it feel to be out of the, uh, the hot seat here? You know, I don't have to think as much. I can let you do the work now. That's all right. You know, it, it's it's good to switch things up every once in a while. Try something new. Why not yeah. do it, right? No, we're uh, we're doing something. Uh, I guess new for the second time. Uh, we have a guest this week. We do. We do. Uh, does our guest want to say hi, or is he nervous? I'm not nervous. I've heard the people. I've read the billions of comments. Everybody has been calling for me, and I'm finally here. The Lord and Savior of this podcast, Sean Ward, is here. Ooh. Oh, Sean, given the first and last name, bold. That means you're <laughs> uh, getting ready to be doxxed tonight. Yeah, bring He's it extremely on. confident, extremely confident. So, it is uh, what it is. Warner, typically, this is where the, the I, head host. And, okay. the, and I was going to go into it, but you know what? You just can't relinquish the seat, can you? Well, anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, this is the Last Call podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything in all uh, while drinking six beers in 60 minutes. But there is one rule. The rule is the beers must be at least at or above 5% alcohol by volume. And with that, I am going to start us off. And I'm doing drinking our delicious Irish sponsor, hopefully one day, the delicious Budweiser. And you know what, Aaron? Just for interrupting, I'm going to let our guest state what he's drinking next. Yes, I'm, I'm following in suit that one day we will woo Budweiser to sponsor the show. So I am also partaking of the king of beers because why would you want anything else? See, Aaron, this is why you got dropped. This is why you're no longer in charge. See, I like to give a little bit of a shout out to the local beers in my area, too. I'm a fan of Budweiser, don't get me wrong, but I do like to shout out the local beers. However, I was lazy and I didn't go to the store this week, so I'm drinking the exact same thing as last week. Uh, You guys are kind of lazy, too, with the Budweisers, but I got the uh, 21st Amendment Blood Orange IPA, and again, I'm going to cut that with some twisted tea. See, I don't think it's laziness. I think it's commitment to our sponsor and making sure that we get them the time that they deserve. We can claim them as a sponsor. You understand that, right? There are legal reasons. We literally cannot claim them as a sponsor. So they are not a sponsor. Sponsor in spirit. For Mm -hmm. legal reasons, Budweiser is not a sponsor. I do like sponsor in spirit. But you know what? You as a Missouri boy of all people should be drinking Budweiser. Isn't that in your blood? Yeah, no, we just uh, we come out the womb and just start chugging Budweiser. That's how it, that's how we roll in Missouri. Beautiful existence. Mm. I've been to Sean. the Budweiser brewery once. Um, I was underage though, so I didn't get to do like the end taste test. So that was a little disappointing. But overall, it was kind of a cool brewery, I guess. Do you do you think it's kind of like the Heineken one, where it like tastes completely different, or does it still taste like the same Budweiser? I was underage, so I didn't get to taste it. Okay, I'm, I'm so I don't you know, but I would assume, <laughs> I would assume yes. I would assume that you go to the brewery and you taste it, and it's going to be better than what comes in the can or the bottle because, like, they want you to go buy more. So they probably put a little extra sprinkle of tastiness in that beer. It's from the source; they didn't water it down at all. You know, it's the nectar of the gods. Is that straight from the uh, Mississippi River? Is that where <laughs> they take the water from? I'm pretty sure they actually do take Mississippi River water. No, mm. no. So we get the back delicious. the backwash of, of yes. Minnesota. Of all the tugboats that, that are going through there. Delicious. Yummy. But you know what? It's run, what runs through our blood. We like it. We do like it. And and we're going to continue to push it. Again, 
legal reasons, not a sponsor, but we're going to keep drinking it. Maybe one day it'll happen. So. A man can hope. A man can hope and wish. You know what? But, Sean, what what gets you excited? Tell us about yourself. Uh, well, I'm, you know, 28 years young, and... <laughs> <laughs> Really, I feel like, I feel like we're on speed that, dating right now. Yeah, I was speed dating with two other guys. What a <laughs> freaking dream! What a way to spend your Friday night, you know? It, literally, the best way to spend a Friday night. Uh, pretty much, I'm very basic. I mean, as both of you are, I'm from the Midwest. So, in terms of like entertainment here, we don't have a whole lot. It's either you're a diehard fan of some local sports team, regardless of whether it's high school or actually professional, and then you either have some really country boy hobbies like mudding or shooting guns or you're just a recluse and sit in your house all day and play video games so, so it's I funny do... oh go ahead go ahead sorry so i i think sorry. we might be about to tell the same story but we had some friends in from california over new year's and we went out to like when they got here we went out to a brewery for lunch i think every day they were there and then we did had dinner kept drinking and then we did something at night that involved drinking and I remember one of them turning to us and like, why are we drinking all the time? And our response back was, what, you don't do this? That's the Midwest like, lifestyle. What else is like, there to do? No. Yeah, they're like, no, we don't, we don't do that. I was like, well, welcome to the Midwest. But what was funnier for me was when I was talking to my old roommate who now lives in Colorado. And he had friends from California come visit him in Colorado. He told them, hey, we're going to go have a park day. We're going to go hang out at the park. We're going to play games, spike ball, whatever. And uh, the guy from California goes to him and goes, I did not know that's what you meant by we're going to have a park day. He asks, what What did you think I meant? He goes, in California, when you say you're going to have a park day, it means you're going to go to the park and do a whole bunch of drugs. Oh. Is this, is this mean, common or is this just amongst like the, yeah, the homeless is, community? Is this friend what? a fucking druggie? Like... Dude, I have no idea, but that's that's what surprised me is it was funny that, you know, California versus Colorado versus, you know, Midwestern states, we all have our ideas of like what we do for fun. And in the Midwest, apparently we're we're alcoholics and just go drink all the time. And then out in Colorado, they go to the park and they're active. And then on the West Coast, they're a bunch of druggies. Yeah, I feel like the only alternative to alcohol here is is meth, you know. Because that's Midwest for you. And I believe you guys went to like the meth capital of the United States, uh, Terre Haute, for college. So I'm sure you guys saw plenty of random hobos strung out on the street from God knows how much. The beautiful, the gorgeous, the hote. The terrible hote. And meth labs blowing up everywhere. No, well, well the story that I was going to tell you, Thompson, was that, well, Sean mentioned that, you know, you just have a bunch of hillbilly good old boys out there whatever but i was driving home from work literally today and i'm driving along a country road and i look over and there's just a dude on a dirt bike doing a wheelie next to me in the middle of a cornfield like right next to the road i'm just like what jesus what is going on but yeah there's there's really not much to do in the midwest so i think we at least our group pretty much strength sticks to like drinking and video games and stuff like that. Sean, you're a big video game guy, aren't you? Yeah, I've uh, dabbled in it for many a decade now. I guess at this point, as we grow ever older, which is always weird Don't. to think about, because uh, I mean, I could still remember like it was just yesterday that I was with my dad, and I believe we were meeting one of his friends at his house, and. I think my dad was helping him do some stuff on his car, and so he just sent me inside, and he's like, oh, you can go play video games. And I was like, I don't know what that is, because I was only like five or six at the time and hadn't really touched them before because they were still not really popular at the time. And so the first ever video game I ever played was uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the N64, and I played it for about an hour. And I'm pretty sure I did not get anywhere out of the starting level because I literally just had no idea what I was doing. I just messed around the entire time. But from that point on, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and do this all the time whenever I can. And, you know, here we are many moons later. And it's kind of, like you said, a very big staple of what we do in our free time. Did you did you read our prompts? Like before we started the show or I did not. I'm not privy to the, the sacred texts yet. 
See, that was going to be my, one of my questions was what was your, well, I guess I have favorite console, but I, would, I meant it to be what it was your first console. So that would be the N64, right? That was the first one I played on. Uh, the first one that my parents bought um, was actually they one Christmas. It was the best Christmas ever. They bought me, my brother, <laughs> and my sister Game Boy Advances, and that was like that was my first technical console, even though it was a handheld. So we, I just literally would just sit there and play Pokemon for hours on end and hide it under my pillow when my parents would come in when I was supposed to be sleeping. The Game Boy Advance were the ones that like folded over, right? Those were the no, ones that, that felt. That was the Advance SP. The Advance was like the <laughs> larger one that like was like a lot it was more. Like- yeah, yeah, horizontal. Well, you, you had the you had the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Remember when that was like a big thing because you had the Game Boy, like the Game the Boy vertical. Color. But then what was the one that was? It was almost like a razor phone, like the it old was, school razor phones that like folded over and it was a square. Yeah, that was, you, that was, yeah, that was the, the Advance SP. That was yeah, that was the next. Well, step. oh, so, you might be thinking of the DS, the double. No, no, oh, no, no not the deal. DS. I know what the DS was because there was two screens. It had one yeah. screen and it looked like yeah. a Game Boy, but it was foldable. Yeah, that was the SP. Hmm? That was it? No, I didn't know that's what it was called. You didn't yeah. have a childhood. No, I had one. I just don't remember <laughs> it being called the Game Boy SP. Just kind of well, like... you didn't. I can't remember what the SP childhood. stands for, but... Single player? I don't know. No. It, I Super mean, who position. <laughs> but I remember having a Game Boy Color. I, had, I think I had both Game Boys. I had a Game Boy Color. At one point, I had like a PSP. Remember when oh, those I, were like a big thing? Yeah, I had a I I remember I saved up all of like a year's worth of lawn mowing money to buy a Sony PSP, the first generation of them. Uh and like once again it was like when I was really young and really stupid and like I didn't realize that like after I purchased the actual console handheld, whatever you want to call it, I also had to have enough money to buy a game for it afterwards, and I didn't. And so I, I literally had bought this $250, $300 thing, and I had a demo. They came with a demo disc, at least that. And so I literally would play the shit out of a demo disc until I, you know, wintertime came around and I shoveled some snow out of driveways and I could actually buy a game for it. So I had that thing for like three months before I could actually even like play a game on it because Spoil. I was an idiot and didn't do my math and figure out like, Spoil. oh yeah, I probably need up. to... In a fucking demo game, don't yeah. fucking challenge him in a you demo know. game. I was I, I could do that shit in my sleep. So I remember like that. My older brother, who's who's quite a bit older than me, uh, when I was young, had the Super Nintendo. He had an NES, I think. He might still have all of those different consoles. I'm pretty sure he ended up like collecting all of them. But I started on the NES, the Super Nintendo, got the 64. GameCube, and now, you know, we're all the way up to the third iteration of the Xbox and the fifth iteration of the PlayStation, Yeah, right, as far as consoles. But one of the things that I think is becoming more and more heated is console versus PCs. Oh, the tale as old as time. And so I've never understood it. I've always been like a console person. I don't know why. I like the simplicity. It's built in. I go to the menu. I click the game and it plays, right? But as I've started to learn more about PCs and like what they can do versus a console, I've almost started to switch, but I haven't yet. And I know you're a PC guy, right? Yeah. And I think, Warner, you're like a hybrid. You have both, right? You have a PC that you could game on, but... I just have commitment issues, pretty much. (laughs) I want it all. So, (laughs) why have one when I can have both? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like that. uh, Oh, I forget. Do you remember the the commercial? It was for taco shells, and it was like um, four Kelly stoves. Yeah, that commercial. Right, where like look at that—he <laughs> just spit that out like he dude, knew the. It's because that's, that's, that's like a, that's such a good meme, and that's what he used to use back in the day. For it's like, oh, why not both? Okay, let us We also got to get into memes with you because I, oh. I feel like you're I, you're up there in your meme knowledge. So I, yeah, I, I love the future topic. I love that commercial where it was like they're really trying to figure out how to stand this taco upright. Oh, was it? And was then, it when the little girl was like? Yes, like, it is the little girl. She, she was like. 
well, why don't you just make the bottom of the shelf square? And then everybody like celebrates and puts her <laughs> and then she's like a national hero. <laughs> imagine, imagine there's a guy in the background that had that idea of like 20 years ago and he's just like, hey, all right, guys, what the fuck? All right, guys, I got it. How do we sell these flat bottom taco shells? We make Real. it so that this little girl suggests it, and then she's a national hero. <laughs> Ta-da! Honestly, this is just putting her on, like, the, on, on the flag. Like, just cut everything else. Like, she's the national hero, like you said. Yeah, I, that was, man, there were some great commercials back in the day. But, yes, it, it's kind of, like Sean said, por qué no los dos, right? Why not both? Because, you know, we, I, I have an Xbox. You have an Xbox, Warner, right? And then... You also have your PC and Sean has a PC, but I, I don't know. Like I, I keep seeing videos of people doing some really cool mods, right? So what well, it's steam, right? Yeah. Steam is the, the engine that people are building all of these crazy mods and like different games on. Well, so like steam is like a marketplace, uh, just like Xbox live marketplace is a thing. Um, but it's like the most popular marketplace to buy games off of for a PC and like, really like the way to like I always have equated it to was the reason why I like PC a lot more was because that's what was available. Like my dad had a, a pretty decent PC that like his work basically paid for him to build um, so that he could also work from home if there was an issue at work instead of having to go in like late at night. And so I, in my free time, I would get to play on that PC, uh, but I didn't have an Xbox and I didn't get an Xbox 360 until my senior year in high school so like all of my friends like anytime i wanted to play halo i had to go to a friend's house and play it there and like that was the only time i ever got to play it was at a friend's house so i just delved all of my time into pc games and really like i think now like it's not much of a war anymore like it's kind of hard to like do apples to apples comparisons like so like now you have the, the latest new xbox series x and the new ps5 they're both 500 bucks i think uh and they can play 4k uh at 60 hertz or 120 hertz on certain games and i mean that's that's really really good especially for 500 bucks and like that's where it kind of beats out pcs at this point in time is because like you can't buy a good graphics card that's gonna do 4k 120 for less than 800 bucks uh, and even See, now like it's it's worse. PC's kind of like just like a long-term game though, right? Yeah. Because you can upgrade it over yeah. time, whereas like... It's an investment. Yeah, well, but but then I guess you also have to think that a PC can do a lot more than just play a video game, right? So, yeah, I think it works out for like adults better. It's like we're all professionals and we can use... Are we, we try to be. Okay, well, we okay, yeah, okay. We can, we can put air quotes <laughs> around professionals if we need to. But, like, we can utilize this for other things than just games. So, like, you know, you could use it for work. And, I mean, Warner uses his PC for doing things Very like Blender things. and 3D printing stuff. And, you know, I sometimes, when I feel like actually utilizing... My skill set is all write programs on mine. You can do random stuff with it, and it's not just one thing. Like, it's not a specific asset for one particular reason. Um, but most people like to have things that they use for certain things. Like, you use the right tool for the right job. So it's really easy to just buy a console and use that for gaming because that's literally all it's used for outside of people that use it for their multimedia centers, too, to watch movies and stuff like that. My... I'm a console person, and again, I've started to to come around on the PCs, but some of my favorite memories are when we were in middle school and high school. Did you guys ever take your console over to a friend's house? Like, I oh, personally yeah. would pack up my TV, pack up my console, go over to a friend's house for a sleepover on the weekend, and then game until 3, 4 in the morning, and it was just like... Yep. Oh, five or six of us right and we were all on the same team in the same lobby we'd go get mountain dew and doritos and whatever other junk food we could find in high school when kids started turning 16 we would go to taco bell at like two in the morning to refuel take a little break go get some food come back like that was fun right yep. and i don't know if kids right. do that anymore but i know i did for sure yeah, i think I that remember... was like the golden age of like oh yeah like Absolutely. doing that is like that like i can't ever think of like a more fun weekend that I had as like a young adult or kid was like, you know, it was, there's 10 of us in one room 
all playing Halo 3 or Call of Duty, like zombies or whatever it was. And like, don't like, along with like the fun playing, like the distinct, like, uh, environment like everyone got so hot the the shit that you did in between you know in between games and stuff it's like oh fuck we got like three minutes like do whatever the fuck you want like oh let's fucking burn off some energy and whatever run around but i remember so i remember specifically like i went over to brandon's a lot our friend brandon and uh for whatever reason we always played in his room and it would be me and him, and that dude, I swear, could last until, like, 6 a.m., like, every fucking mm-hmm. weekend. Like He still never. does, though. That's yeah. the and, thing. And, and, that's, and it's ridiculous, and now he's got two kids, and he still fucking does it. I don't understand how he has the energy. Even when I was in middle school and running on Mountain Dew and Taco Bell, like <laughs> you said, I couldn't fucking stay up past 4 a.m. Well, at this point, but it's I, a habit. Right, right. It's not <laughs> For a, it's him, a, it's just it's like, oh, it's the same shit, different day, right? But, I mean, like, I, I remember, like, going to sleep, and I still have, like, the Modern Warfare 2, like, the little, like, lobby sound, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 And so when you play that, and when, like, they re-release that on, on Xbox, that shit came back hard. I was like, dude, that is ingrained in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Man, so I remember the worst that I ever did was I wasn't even at somebody's house. It was on a school night, and me and some friends literally pulled an all-nighter, stayed up until like 6.30 in the morning gaming, and I didn't know what time it was until I heard my dad get up to go to work. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot I was supposed to be in bed eight hours ago, <laughs> and yep. I just didn't. So that was the worst that I ever did was was but pulling that all nighter. Those yeah. were different times. You just I, had fun. I think I, one I had a fucking break. quarter life crisis today. It was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I was more worried that my dad was going to come down and like whoop my ass for like not having gone to bed. But I mean, yeah, it's at the time I was fun. I enjoyed it. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, I just I wonder if again I know we did this a little bit last week, Nick. But like, did we? Do kids today have that same experience that we had? And I, I don't know if they do. I think like, it's like translated a little differently now. Like yeah, it's mostly fair. online. Like, you know, like, hey, let's squat up in Fortnite or whatever the fuck kids play these days. I don't know. I'm not cool enough to be in sure. those circles. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure people are on Xbox playing, um, you know, Warzone or whatever it is right now. Like, that's probably what, you know, teenagers do now. It's the same Bro. thing. They do TikToks in between their games. Okay. That's what they do. They're over here hitting the renegade. I don't think I like... would ever die. <laughs> Dude, that Sean, was so early 2020. TikToks. I don't know. A... What else would you do? Like, I feel like kids now are like just, they have so many endless possibilities on things they can do because of like technologies, like increased exponentially since we were even kids like yeah we didn't I, have fucking phones like back then like yeah I it's did, like well i didn't get a like a phone until high school so yeah, it's like, like now they all have them yeah you were talking last episode like vhs tapes were something that was very prevalent when we were kids like that was like the main media source and i remember when dvd i remember when the first 720p hd tv came out one of our friends had one we went like his dad bought one. We went over to his house and like sat in his basement and he, they turned it on. I think it was like law and order SVU or something like that. Cause they didn't even have full HD programs yet. Like this was like the one channel that was actually in HD. And like, we just sat there and we we're like, Oh my God, like Holy there is shit. nothing better <laughs> than this ever. Like how could anything get better than HD? Like, are you kidding See, it's, me? It's funny. I have a specific example of that as well, where I went to somebody's house and they had gotten like a newer TV and supposedly like high definition or whatever. And I remember there was a baseball game on and specifically they, they, they were like, look, you can even see like the stitches on their jersey. And I'm like, damn, man, that's crazy. Whereas like now it's like you can see a speckle on their jersey that is the size of a, a, a yeah, damn. Now we have 8K TVs. Yeah. Good it's God. nuts. So, How old do we sound right now? Really old. Probably pretty old. However, <laughs> really so old. 
one of the best things that I, I still have this. So I went to a garage sale and I, uh, the TV that I had in my room at my parents' house broke, like it was just old and it just faded. And so I went to go get a, uh, big screen TV from this garage sale. So do you remember the original big screen TVs that were oh, like yeah. four Huge. foot, yeah, four like foot, 300 pounds? They were, yeah. Oh, I, was, I thought Massive. they were really light. No, they were like CRT. Just, like, they were basically big CRT TVs with the you know cathode ray tubes that were like yeah. super fucking heavy. Oh, dude, so they were like they, way it was like four foot deep. Scientific for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, way way too hey, deep. They're gonna learn Let's today. Tone it down, okay? buddy. You're making us look dumb. All these millennials need to learn. So oh, wait, that four foot deep TV, right? So I found one at this garage sale. It was a big screen TV. It was an old Samsung. The funniest thing though, it said slim tv right <laughs> this thing it, it, and it showed the four foot box and then it showed it was like half the size and this thing is still three feet thick like it, it was like the new slim tv it was like my god compared to things today i mean you have literal paper thin screens and this thing is still three foot thick and that was the slim model back in the day yeah, so I can pick up a full 55 inch tv by myself no problem back then you couldn't pick up a 30 inch tv with three dudes because of how heavy it was no. it's fucking insane like what you can do with technology and everything now i mean it's unreal I, dude i'm getting more and more pissed off at technology did you guys see speaking of new technology do you know you guys heard of this nft stuff yep a non-fungible token mm-hmm. i'm waiting for confirmation from from warner uh uh, he, he didn't do his research. No. I didn't. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I, well. I didn't know I was supposed to do my research. Why can I not? Listen, do you want to take my spot on the show? Do you I need to it. Do I need to explain I, it to you, bud? I'm starting to do it again. No, I'll explain it. No, but. no. I wasn't asking you. I was asking Sean. But oh, does, does Sean can want I to not? Okay. Can I not be a person that doesn't know something about this topic and ask questions along the way rather than just being a know-it-all? You have to yeah, be a know-it-all. Yeah, sure. Fine. Well, we'll see, let you do that. See, so, we need to have a mix. So for those who don't know, Warner, an NFT is called a not or it's a non-fungible token. And essentially what it is, it's using blockchain um, and it is a an online token that cannot be replicated. You know what the original source of this token is because it's using blockchain. It's got a specific okay, so like coding of it, right? It's the same thing that they use in Bitcoin, right? Correct. Bitcoin yeah. has blockchains. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that technology spawned non-fungible tokens, which are essentially digital artwork. So, for example, if Picasso, Rembrandt lived in today's time, they could create their artwork online, make it an NFT, and their painting could never be knocked off because we have exact coding to know this is the original, right? So you can't knock it off. There was an NFT that was sold in the past few days for $69 million. Okay, so Ooh, I don't, nice. I don't nice. understand that. <laughs> so that is that is a digital collage, or basically, or what? So so an NFT can be any piece of artwork. This one was a collage, and it was but bought by a... what does that a, look a, like? A, like, how do you visualize that? How do you... It's like an actual image, like it. It's like basically like they paint this image. I think it was a, a JPEG format, is what this one was. But it was basically like a giant collage of different images. Um, so it's not like something you can't see. Like it still looks like a painting or a picture online. You still can visually tell what it is. But it's just something that you can't just like you know how anytime you would copy a picture on your computer, if you right click, copy image, save it. It, you can't do that. It won't let you do that. It's not the same thing. So, like, you st- you're still getting a work of art. It's just digital art. It's not, like, you know, so on like, a piece of paper or anything like that. If you want to just display this in your house, you're going to have to get, like, a TV to, like, put on your wall and display it digitally. Because it's not, you can print it out on a piece of paper, but it's not, like, the same, right? It's, like, the original format is on the computer. But somebody paid, so this guy, Meta Coven from Singapore won this NFT at auction and the artist's name is Beeple. 
B E E P L E. People. 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 I don't I, like the articles that I was reading on it made it sound like this is some like world renowned artist that I've never heard like, of. And like, again, uh, the, what's the uh, what's the guy that has like the Banksy? Uh, Banksy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's, they make it sound like he's a one word artist and he's like world renowned and stuff. I've never heard of this person, but this guy, Metacoven from Singapore, bought Beeple's NFT at auction for sixty nine million dollars. But do you think it's one of those things that's just like going to go up in value just because of the hype behind it and everything? It could. And I'm sure this is. So this guy was founded or he founded a crypto based investment firm. So I'm uh, I'm assuming that he's in on all of this blockchain, crypto, NFT stuff. Right. So if he has a crypto based investment firm, I'm sure he's thinking, yeah, this is only going to go up. But so th- this this thing is called th- the first, or it's called every day's the first five thousand days. So is that like five thousand days of like transactions and whatnot, or no idea? I have no idea what the picture is actually of, and I don't think it even matters. Have you, I have think you it's looked m- at it though? I've seen it. It just looks it's, like a giant collage of random. Yeah, it's kind of interesting looking, but it, I'm just wondering, like, how those Sean, do you know how those like pictures get in there, and like why those pictures are picked or so are they tied I, to from, the transaction? I mean, the, from this is just the very basic stuff that I think I know about it. Is that like he paints this picture or digitally arts this picture? I don't know what the term is for digital artists and how they actually create things. Uh, and, and what he's applying to it is a digital signature. So that is like unreplicable. So anything like if you had a Babe Ruth card that only he signed for you mm. and that was it, like he never signed anything else in his life, but that one Babe Ruth card to you. Then like, that's effectively what it is. It's just an image with a specific signature that cannot be replicated at all anywhere else. So like if, you were trying to verify, hey, you're taking this to a pawn shop for lack of a better example. You know, we're going to Pawn Stars on the History Channel and say, hey, I've got this Babe Ruth card signed by him. No one else in the world has one. They would easily be able to verify whether or not you were telling the truth or not. And that's kind of where this art is coming from is it's, you know, a piece of art that's digitally signed with some a signature that cannot be replicated. So you can't copy it anywhere. See, this is where, like, I had my fucking quarter-life crisis today, because... About I'm NFTs? The... <laughs> no, it wasn't specific to you NFTs. You paid $69 million for a piece of art. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that issue, because I don't have $69 million to spend. Burning a hole in your pocket. Burning a hole in Again. my pocket. Something I don't know what I, the fuck I can even do with. What, what a great number, by the way. Seriously, nice. That I, man was I just waiting was... for that. That was chosen on purpose, but <laughs> what they didn't tell us was the next guy that offered was like, "Yeah, I'll pay five million. He's like sixty nine million, please." <laughs> Straight to sixty. Are, are you sure you don't want to do six point nine million? No, nope. sixty nine. Six point nine is not sixty nine. Every time driving from Michigan to Indiana, I take Highway sixty nine. <laughs> oh yeah, I sixty nine. You just yep. laugh every time. Yeah, but, no, great. But, like, the reason why I said, like, I have a quarter-life crisis is me thinking, right right now, I went through school and everything. I'm kind of in the era where I know the most about a a significant portion of what is new as far as technology goes and how to apply it to my job. But then I'm thinking about my other coworkers who are getting ready to retire or whatever, and I'm thinking about me being at that age— and trying to understand that same stuff. So this, right now, here, like, this NFT stuff, and, like, me already struggling to think about it, is, like, people back in the 90s trying to comprehend what the fucking internet was. Dude, which Y2K. Is wild. Which is wild. Y2K. Yeah, I, I don't want to be that old person that's like, doesn't get technology. But I'm like, already starting to not get technology. And that's what I'm saying is like we're already like there's so much more like it's grown so much more exponentially than anything else where it's even harder for us. Like your grasp of it only lasts it, it lasts a lot shorter term now 
versus where you might have been able to learn the technology and apply it for like five, six, ten years, whatever. But now that amount of technology lasts a lot shorter amount of time before it's replaced by something else. It's the, it's exponentially growing. Yeah, I believe that's right. Moore's law is is the it's equatable to it, but. Yeah, it, it's like so. Like you guys also touched base on this last episode. I'm gonna reference it again. As you were talking, uh, Aaron, you were talking about your grandma and how she was using a rotary phone. Uh, and like that's one thing that I like try Damn and like grandma. wrap my head around is like my grandma was born like right in the time of like the Great Depression. Like that was like her up like you know when she was like 1930s or something like that. Like right. imagine seeing things like oh you know automobiles will never catch on and then like all of a sudden we're having cars that can almost like literally drive themselves or going through you know the personal computer and blah 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 like that stuff is insane for them to try and comprehend and like even in our very comparably young lives we've seen a huge jump in technology and so like yeah I, what you what you're saying is how can we keep up with this kind of stuff? If you're not literally sitting down every day and like, okay, what's the latest and greatest? How do I keep doing it? And like, I need to be at the forefront at all times, or I'm right. just going to be left behind and I'm going to be the, you know, okay. Boomer guy that everyone right. likes to make exactly. fun of. But I wonder how much of technology is today is almost a fad, right? It's almost oh, a lot it's of not, it. It's not out of necessity, right? An NFT was not created out of necessity. No. Yeah, I mean, right? most of it's not, like, for well, I mean, like, any kind of you think about You think about just cryptocurrencies, right? Like, you've got Bitcoin was kind of, like, the one that I feel like started it. I, it might not mm -hmm. have necessarily been the one that started it, but it's the one that took off in yeah, the trend that really established on. the trend, right? But then you have all the other ones that tag along, right? And it's the same thing with stocks. Like you had the whole thing with with uh, GameStop. GameStop, right? And then everybody tried to do it with other uh, stocks. But it's like there's always like a main, a starter, one that kind of paves the way, and mm -hmm. something else that kind of uh, a bunch of other ones that they try to do the same thing with. But and I think in this case, I think in this case, like the core technology of blockchain is what could lead to other things, right? So NFTs are using blockchain as their source code, essentially, right? Showing that this can't be replicated. There's a, a trace of, with cryptocurrency, there's a trace of transactions. There's a trace of this is the original NFT, right? So that's the technology. But like all of these things, like NFTs, I think are a fad. I, I think crypto, depending on who you ask, could be viable, I'm not seeing it right now, maybe in like 20 years, but you know, I, I don't know. So I don't, Sean, you might have a, a better, you know, more uh, astute opinion on this, but uh, yeah, I mean, blockchain is one of those like fun things that a lot of people allude to being the future, you know, decentralized, all that great stuff, but it's going to take a little bit longer than we would expect. Like we still have a lot of old mindsets in charge so like you know a lot of blockchain uses people thought that was going to really like drain in on the banking industry like you know everyone was going to use blockchain for banking uh and no one really is using it heavily right now for that but there are good great uses for blockchain and we'll see it keep growing as time goes on um but it's just one of those really kind of convoluted concepts that like most people just really cannot wrap their heads around See, dude, we I think we've got like the most technical episode that we've ever had. <laughs> no, sure. we've this one's been a little bit more technical than our other ones, but I mean, Sean does work for IT and technology for an automotive company, right? So that kind of comes with the, comes with the person, right? So, yeah. Sean, um, you don't have to go into too much detail if you don't want to, but what, what do you do in your technology role at this automotive company? Well, so I used to work at an automotive manufacturer for about five years. I've recently moved on to another job, but uh, basically my role in like the automotive industry at the time was I was kind of managing the uh, 
custom application. So, you know, by application, I mean anything you'd like run on as, as a computer program. So, you know, if you play video games, like running like League of Legends on your computer or running Microsoft Word, like that's an application. Uh, so what my job was, was to manage that application that stored all of the data on a car. So at this manufacturer, they recorded everything down to the bolt level. So like every bolt that was shot on a car, we would have data on because we had to meet government regulations on, you know, making sure that the car was built correctly and that it was safe. Because obviously so if like, you, you build you a car... You guys go down to like the, the torque that it was yep. torqued at and yep. all that. Like you could tell me... So if I pulled a car off the road and I gave you like a VIN number, right? Mm -hmm. You could, in theory, as go long back as and pull that the VIN number data. was made at the plant I worked at. So, like, obviously, That's with crazy. most auto auto manufacturers, they have a lot of different plants uh, generally, because you can't really build every single model of a particular automotive brand at one plant because you have sure. things like mid-sized trucks, you have sedans, you have compact cars. Uh, it doesn't really work well to build those all on one particular plant because you have to have a ton of stuff there. So uh, for my plant, yeah, if you pulled a VIN number of a specific car that you know only my plant produced, yes, I could give you down to just literally everything on the car even part numbers, I could tell you exactly what part number is on each of your car, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay, well, that's useful or not useful," because most people don't care about that. <laughs> I'm so like, shit, man, I oh, just need to know what oil goes in my car to yeah. replace it. Yeah, when I started there, I was just a software developer, and you know, my goal was to develop that custom application to meet the needs of the business, because obviously, uh, you know, the automotive industry is seeing a huge uptick in trend of electrification that's like huge you know everybody wants a hybrid everybody wants a full electric car they want their car to be smarter whether it's just even like android or apple carplay like they want to have that fun feature and so a lot of manufacturers have to kind of keep evolving to meet that demand and for them it's just a huge monetary investment because it's like okay now i have to pay a lot of money for special machinery to make batteries or i have to pay for a new type of equipment to make electric motors and so basically my job was just help keep evolving the application to meet the needs of the industry and then kind of get stuff out the door uh i'm still in somewhat of an automotive industry job it just takes a little different turn now uh it's sure. more in the uh kind of transportation of goods is where i'm at now so it's a little different but yeah so still computer stuff so how much of your job was spent, you know, just like in your office doing computer stuff versus how much of your stuff was in the plant working with actual people on the floor? Uh, so for me, it was a big part of, uh, so I will say I worked for a Japanese auto manufacturer and the Japanese have a very big view on understanding the business as a whole. So they don't really like it when people silo into one particular thing. They want you to understand from the floor up how things work uh, and they call it, you know, Gemba at the spot. And so I worked a ton with engineers, uh, other business units, whether it be, you know, accounting uh, down to just like literally the individuals that were helping build the car, whether or not they were putting the bolts on the car, putting the parts on the car. Like we saw all sorts of different levels of how the car was built. And we had to, from a holistic sense, see how that worked. So I spent a ton of my time working with people that were not tech savvy versus, you know, people that had maybe a little bit of an idea of what a computer even was. So I feel like then naturally you run into a lot of stupid issues, right? Of like oh, somebody just straight up does not know how to use a computer, whatever. Yeah. Do, do you have any like dumb stories or like stupid things that popped up? It's yeah. Just like what the I, fuck? Yeah, I have uh, one, I have a lot of those, unfortunately. But one that, like, always to this day, like, makes me just, like, really not, like, have faith in humanity was... Um, so, like, the area that my auto manufacturing plant was is a very rural area. So, like, this is 45 minutes to an hour outside of any major city. Uh, so, like, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, the closest thing is, like, just cornfields or, you know, cow fields. And... Uh, one day we had a radio and the radio went off and these people were having an issue like, Hey, this really important process is messing up. Like we're not getting any kind of numerical data, like no measurements are coming through. 
And I was like, oh, this is this is big because the machine mm-hmm. they were talking about picks up both the front suspension, the engine, and then the rear suspension, and then picks them up and puts them into the car and then torques all the bolts in one go. And so I was like, yeah, if that's messed up, we have a huge problem because that's that's a nightmare. And so I run out there because it's like, okay, any downtime's bad downtime. I can't be, I don't want to be the guy having to explain this. And I get out there and the whole yeah, that's, reason. That, that's the thing I, that I've heard about automotive is don't be the guy that stops the assembly line. Oh yeah, they will you do that. Roast you're you. a, you're you're fucked. Yeah, at my particular plan, if you caused over ten minutes of downtime to the line, you had to go up in front of the president of the company and give a whole presentation on what the issue was, <laughs> how you are going to address that issue, why it's not going to happen in the oh, future, no. and then any potential countermeasures to help if it does happen in the future, make it less impactful. So, but, so hold on. So like people on the floor who are causing these problems, right? And and I don't know what their education level is. I don't know like the employees, right? But you're making these people make who the are cars. working the factory line go up to the president and no, give no, no. some sort of grand presentation. No, 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 like, no, so, hey, so luckily way, is- they were saved from that fate. Generally, uh, when like an issue like this happened, there was a, a big rca root cause analysis on the problem and then they nailed down as to what actually caused the problem so for me if it was my application caused the problem for the downtime i have to give that report if it was like an equipment failure so say one of the torque guns just blew up and like you know roasted all of the gears in the torque gun and it couldn't work anymore then the equipment manager would have to go give that um so so but a lot of the times is people would just blame the application (laughs) So, so for a 10 minutes worth of downtime, you had to give, how long was this presentation? Like an hour? <laughs> uh, it wasn't to... an hour. It was, it was, it wasn't an hour, uh, but it was, it could, well, it actually, it wholly depended on how many questions you were grilled with is like, you, at first you would go up, you would sit, you would state the problem. What happened? You give a timeline of like notifications, <laughs> what, like when you responded, like it literally, they had it detailed down to the minute level. <laughs> And then after all of that's done, then you would open the field to questions. And so then they would take as much time as they need to understand why you fucked up and why you're not going to do it again. So it could be anywhere from, you know, if it's really simple, five minutes to 30 minutes of you just like saying, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen again. Like I promise. Listen, man, I, I, dude, I just stepped away to take shit. I don't know what happened. I came back. (laughs) There was a car. There was a car in the air. Yeah. I looked over. I phoned you. Then there was another car in the air. I don't know what the fuck. Ha- I don't know how that got there. Yeah. I, and like, uh, and that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. Like yeah. I just I love the. I, I understand that like time is money, especially in like oh, that type of yeah. industry where it's just cranking through cars. Dude, but for a ten nuts. minutes worth of downtime to spend an hour or more <laughs> understanding why that ten minutes happened seems like. It's backwards. It's so you know counterintuitive. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. They it's did like not care. Counterintuitive. We're wasting they wanted to this make much you know time because ten happen minutes again. happened. Yeah, it but wasn't. You, but it's it's to kind of rewind back like... to this problem though. Was yeah, yeah. I so run what, out what there. Happened? What happened? And I was like freaking out. I was like, oh please God, because this particular machine, like if it went down, that was instant downtime. So like at the best case, I had ten minutes till I had to put a four block together. And I was like, please God, no. Uh, and so I run out there and I'm like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And they're like, okay, blah, blah. This is, I can't like input any of the measurements. And I look over at this man's keyboard and his numlock key was off. <laughs> so you, when your numlock key is off on your keyboard, you can't use the number pad. And I was like, did you just try? What's going on? Yeah. He was like, I don't, I just not entering any numbers. I type in. I was like, well, buddy, if you just hit the numlock key, that's going to change. He's like, Oh shit! Well, thank you, I, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I was like, "Are you kidding me, dude?" Like, <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff I had to deal with. It's just like well, this please, is nuts. Please tell me you were in bed and this was three o'clock in the morning, and you had to run all the way down to the plant to fix this numlock problem. Luckily, no. It was when I was actually on site at the plant, but I would have died if I, they would have called me at two in the morning like they usually did with this kind of issue and i'm like what the it's like, just it's fucking nuts that you could you know have somebody that was just playing a practical joke you know they have the um the um mouse the computer mouse with the laser on it and somebody could put a fucking piece, piece of tape, of tape. underneath, yep. underneath yep. it and just fuck with their buddy and they're sitting there like 
Yeah, I can't scroll to this to hit Dude, next to they, run they the would, next vehicle or start the next process. To put and in you have to run down there and the whole fucking thing just falls apart. Yeah, like the education level at some point in time, they had exhausted the employee or the 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 population around that plant that where they said, you don't even have to have a high school diploma to work here. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of where you're at. Ugh. Well, you know Fun what time we're at, though? We're, we're, we're at that time. Oh, no. What time Something? is it, Warner? You know what? Did, Sean, did it go by quick for you? Or it really did. It, it really, really did. did. It it once you get into it, it really does go quick. Oh, but yeah. you know what? It's that time. Boy. Worst call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. All right, this is the last call. Um, today we've got a special guest, obviously, so we're gonna make him the center. Of attention. Oh no! I, I hope you're okay with that. Uh, it, it, if you're not, that's that, too damn bad. You know <laughs> what? We're gonna play random questions for Sean. And random uh, questions. Oh god! It's I a like it's it's a fun one. Honestly, we played random questions with Nick. We played um, semi random questions with Cameron, and now we're gonna play random questions with Sean Thompson. You know what that means. I think next week that's something that we need to do for you because we yeah. have not done that for you. You gotta I'll get the love, bud. Questions. We need you, to. Put you can't you on tell the me spot. the questions though. I, I gotta be. I gotta react well, to them. So then they wouldn't be random, right? That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Like okay. I, again, I don't know if people listen to episode one or not. I think I explained. I, I was don't laying know if in anybody bed. Anybody listens to this podcast? Period. So <laughs> that's okay. Fair, but <laughs> I was laying in bed one night. And I couldn't sleep. And all of these like random questions just popped into my head. And I'm so glad that they did because it started a segment that I truly enjoy. I I think it's fun. It kind of puts you on the spot. It makes you think. It makes you uncomfortable. That's what we look for. We want to make you uncomfortable and make you think. Oh, it's high so. school all over again. <laughs> it's like it's like you getting asked out by a girl and you're just like i don't know what to do uh, you like me uh, wow uh, <laughs> oh no what do i do all right without further ado we got random questions for sean first question are you ready yep Born all right does pineapple go on pizza fuck no get that fuck shit out no. of here that's a very strong answer you are a psychopath if you like pineapple on pizza I like pineapple on pizza, motherfucker. You're a fucking psychopath. That is disgusting. And that's why Tom says he's no longer on the show. I'm on the show. This is my you show. You probably killed here. animals as a kid. Speaking of people that uh, kill people, <laughs> 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 who is your favorite dictator? Uh, Fidel Castro. Okay. Wow. Interesting. All right. So we lost our Cuban <laughs> audience. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't okay. say like uh, Joseph Stalin because we're gonna lose a way bigger, you know, listening base in Russia. Best okay, what KD about Hitler in history? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it. Ooh. Oh no! Hot take by the psychopath <laughs> on the fucking podcast. Oh, we're getting so canceled this week. That <laughs> <laughs> does it. <laughs> in our it's super such a, like, technical and episode, and then we're just like, fuck it. You know what? Cancel it. So, uh, Warner gave us a little bit of a fun fact. Um, did you know that Hitler dodged at least, at least that we know about 42 assassination attempts? That's quite a, that's quite a few. Uh, next question. How many assassination attempts have you dodged? I, I'm going to say zero. That you know of. That I know of. That you know of. It could be a billion. I, I don't know. I, for one... I think I have dodged at least 100. I've been around for a long time now, 27 years, so I could have dodged at least 100. You dodged one when you were up here in Michigan visiting me, that guy that wanted to punch you because of your hair? Yeah. He Actually, said, yeah, uh, I think you've dodged a lot more than you think, bud. I've seen you out in the bars. You've, you've well, they're, they're very poor assassins when they come up to me and start shit-talking me. So Warner whatever. makes a lot of enemies. So yeah, Next does. question, Warner. Uh, let's see. If you could join a band, any band, uh, slash artist on a stage at a concert, who would it be? Hmm. 
probably Post Malone. I went to his concert. Post, it was Post it was a really good time. And I mean, honestly, he just drinks some Budweiser with me. So that's all I need. He, he's actually sponsored by Bud Light. Or, so our one I'll of the sponsor loves that answer. Yeah, they'll they'll no. take the spotlight. You know, good answer. Um, heroin or meth? No, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to do I want to throw my entrails or lose my teeth? I guess fuck it, I'll go with like math. I don't know. Okay. Well, so so yeah. here's a fun fact. Um I I won't get into the backstory of how I know this, but apparently meth is like a thousand times releases a thousand times more dopamine in the brain than sex does. All right. Well, which is how you get hooked. Day. I, yeah. So he, <laughs> so you're saying he made a good choice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know I'm what heroin does, but I mean that's I I know that about meth. Or I, I think you know was way heroin? too much about meth. Period. You might have messed anyway. up. I think it might have been heroin actually. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Either way, bad choice. <laughs> Regardless. Um. Next question. What's your social security number? Uh, one two, four five. Nine one two one zero. I think that was one number short. No, nah, it's one number longer actually, but it works out. You said one two. One, He's got a special anyway. number. Yeah. Well, anyway, like, like I said, write it down. I'm. Are you uh? Are you a top or a bottom? Oh God! What the fuck? I don't like this question <laughs> at all. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus, man! No, I don't want to answer that. Well, that's. That's two to the I'm gonna throw your. I'm gonna. Memes I'm gonna bleed the fifth. There you go. I can do that. <laughs> um, if you could go back in time and successfully kill Hitler, but it meant that you would die, would you do it? As long as I got the Fortnite dance on him before I died, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or at least teabag one of those two. I don't care. I, mid teabag if I get shot in the head, a that's good, fine. A good old Halo teabag would yeah, be Yeah, dude, just give nice. me the old teabag. That's yeah, fine. That's, yeah. that's, that's one of your favorite video games, right? Halo? Halo, yep. That's the yep. one game that I can always come back to and carry all of my scrub friends in. We we uh we struggle so you can thrive. That's that's our no. Uh, you motto. struggle so that I have to like really try hard to win. That's not the way I like to think of it. I like to think of it in a positive sense, but whatever. Um, how many attempts did it take for you to pass your driving test? One. Okay. Um, there was a lady in South Korea who recently passed her driving test, and it uh, she passed it on her nine hundred and fiftieth test. Holy shit! Is she blind? Yep. <laughs> uh, we're not sure. <laughs> Can we get a fact check? Yeah, that's oh, insane. Right. We're, we're wow, the poor, she's just so short thing. that she like can't see over the wheel. Poor lady. I mean, I'm I'm really curious of Man. what she failed at and why. That uh, that is persistence. I mean, if good for her. Not, she got it. If that's I mean, not an iron will, I don't know what is. Think Me about either. that though. Three hundred sixty-five days, right? <laughs> She was this out there. Like a damn near three years. She was getting she was it. Getting no <laughs> test every single thing. No, but she was gonna so get hold on, hold on. I, is there not a rule where like you have to wait a certain amount of time before you take your test again? I mean, yeah, but I, maybe in America, but, but I don't South know what it is Korea. in South Korea. This is South Korea. That's fair. That, that's fair. It is South Korea. Oh my god, where do we get these stupid facts from? Oh yeah, I was the one that wrote that down. Anyway, Thomas, uh, <clears throat> do you want to see the next one? Yeah, I, I got, I got this one. How many babies could you fight off at one time before you're defeated? Probably at least like a thousand, maybe ten thousand. I don't know. Babies are really ten thousand. Dude, <laughs> ten thousand. Have you seen a baby? Man, they are crawling on you. They're biting I've you. They're, all they're it takes is, babies, dude, I'm, I'm all about efficiency. It's one finger to the soft spot on the head, and they're all dead. <laughs> Honestly, that's a legitimate answer. He gave a good answer. Bro, they would get wrecked, all right? And then I'd start swinging one dead body around by the leg and just clubbing them. Okay, do not bring your children around uh, 
our, our, our friend Sean. I'm great with kids, by the way. 10,000. He actually is so, great so with on. children. Is that your uh, final answer? 10,000? Yeah, that's my final answer. Sure. 10,000. Oh, wow. That's ambitious. Okay. Big, big number. Um, and uh, finally, if you had, if you found $2,000 on the ground, which sex toy would you buy? Um, uh, the, the insert name so, of porn stars, fake vagina here. Boom. There you go. Right. That's perfect answer. Honestly, that is, that is the most like PC and uh, correct answer that I think we could have gotten. Honestly, congrats on finding the loophole in the answer. All right. I do what I can. But anyway, that wraps it up. That is our podcast for the week. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, if you have any suggestions, anything, comments, questions, concerns, or anything else that you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media, um, or email us at the last last call podcast at gmail.com and have a great fucking Friday. I know you want to take me home. I know.